Welcome to Pot to Popular, a podcast where we interview the media, marketers, and moguls who are mainstream in cannabis. Join along as we learn from the greatest minds in this industry and learn about how cannabis is becoming part of popular culture, health, wellness, and industry. Welcome to today's episode of Pot to Popular. I'm your host, Rosie Maddio. Today, we're joined by Scott Kenyon, CEO of Work, the cannabis industry's leading human capital management platform. Scott is going to join us today to talk about some industry trends, where he sees hiring going, and really what it takes to retain incredible talent in this burgeoning industry. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thank you, Rosie. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to talk about our great company and a great industry. Yeah, you know, let's just start off by tell our audience who might not know, what is Work? Work is the largest payroll provider and HCM, human capital management provider for the cannabis industry. So when you think about that, payroll, everybody understands payroll. How do we get paid on Fridays or the first of the month? Um, But HCM, that is all the different software that you need to run an organization, to manage your people and to help lead your people. Yeah, I love it. And it's just, um, you know, anybody who's following the cannabis industry knows some of the challenges we have and getting paid is definitely one of them. So I know work has uh, stepped in and, and solved that problem really for, you know, a larger majority of the industry. But I do want to take back a step back and talk a little about you. You know, Scott, you have over 20 years of experience in leadership across a variety of sectors and sales, finance, and of course, tech. So now you're the CEO um, of this leading payroll and HR solution in cannabis. So can you just give our listeners a little brief overview of your background and what encouraged you to transition into cannabis? Yeah, so I was uh, finished my sophomore year at the University of Colorado, and I dropped out um, and started my own business. I became an entrepreneur, ran that for five years and thought this was way too hard. Um, I want to go work in corporate America. So I went back, finished my degree um, quickly and then went to go work for a Fortune 50 company, um, which I had the pleasure of being an expat, traveling around the world, living around the world with um, a huge corporation. And I probably stayed with that company. It was Dell Dell Computers um, at the time. Um, I stayed with them as long as I did because I kept having the opportunity to go start up new businesses around the world for them. Um, But eventually they brought me back to the U.S. and had me you know, run a, a boring business, um, which made me jump outside the corporate world and jump into software. Um, so in the, you know, 2010, I started really looking at different software opportunities. Obviously, SaaS was a big thing. Mobile phone, the iPhone had just come out in 2010 or 11. Um, and so we, you know, my wife and I made uh, angel investments in a few different startups around the country. Um, and ironically, um, you know, Dell is headquartered in Austin, Texas, but I said I would never move back to Austin with Dell. Um, but I ironically moved for a, a startup that we had invested in, in in Austin, which was a mobile SaaS company. Um, so I really started to cut my teeth in software with, with that company. Um, and during that time, we, we also made investments, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years later into cannabis. Um, we made some investments in Nevada and in Colorado, um, our Nevada investment didn't go so well, but everything else in Colorado is still alive and kicking. Um, and during that time, I actually had the, the pleasure of meeting our founder and former CEO, Keegan Peterson, um, through, through some of those investments. And 
um, became a big fan of Keegan's and be- became a big fan of his vision for work and for the cannabis industry. Yeah, I, I love that, you know, you're one of these like people who bring this, you know, long uh, track record of professionalism, you know, from, you know, other industries, including tech into the space. So, you know, going off of that, like how have your experiences, you know, in mainstream tech helped you scale work during this new phase of growth that we're in right now? Yeah, it's a great question. One thing, I, you know, since I've jumped from hardware to software and now to cannabis, um, customers are customers. Right. And people are so intimidated by that. Like, oh, this customer is going to be so different. They're also just run by humans. Right. So um, we break down all those fears we have. At the end of the day, if you're providing solutions to their challenges or their problems, um, that's key. Um, But I I think the the biggest thing that I've brought from my software days to um, to work and to cannabis is just that focus in on the customer experience and then the product development, the product um, innovation. Geez, that was a big word for a Thursday morning for me. Um, Yeah, so the product innovation is based off of what we're hearing from our customers. You know, I I started as, I was a board member of of work, um, started in 2018, at the end of 2017. Um, But I started in as the CEO about a year ago. So we are in the middle of COVID. And one of the things that really I was disappointed was I couldn't get out in front of our customers because I wanted to know what are our customers feeling, what's going on, so I could help drive the direction of the company based off of that. Now, hindsight, it was probably a good thing because I needed to clean up many more items within, within you know, the work family um, before going out to the customers. Um, but I can tell you, I can remember sharing with my wife just how frustrated I was. I was like, I just want to go sit with five customers and make sure I'm on the right I path. I feel you. <laughs> During COVID, I did, I miss that human connection too. Another yes. place is, you know, we're both like in that sales, uh, in the sales business, right? Like sitting cross-crossing and just really understanding what a customer needs. I'm definitely feeling you on that. For sure. You know, I always tell different people, I said, if you don't like being in front of a customer, you really shouldn't be in, 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 in jobs that are in growing industries, right? And that's like, well, well why is that? Well, the, the short the story I always tell, I was... We were doing um, software for eOnline, um, an NBC Universal uh, subsidiary, and they didn't like our work. And they were like, "Hey, we're thinking about going to somewhere else. Um, in fact, we're going to end the contract." I flew out to LA the next day, so I wanted to have this conversation face to face, and I learned a ton of good things about what was working for our team and what wasn't from a customer's perspective. You know, shame on me—I hadn't been there in a year. Right. And hadn't heard my sales team was not gathering the information we needed to. But if you can go face a customer at a point where they're done with you, any other interaction is going to be way easier. Right. So it's, it's always essential. And, and, and today, you know, everybody does everything over text or email, you know, getting on a phone call or going face to face truly is is I, I still believe the best way to do it. Absolutely. And I, I wanted to you know, take a step back, you know, and talk a little bit about work. Um, you know, you've been with the company, you know, just as you know, you know, the past year, but you know, you were there early days and a board member, you know, and work was one of the earliest uh, cannabis specific tech platforms um, in the space. And it's grown with the industry over the past seven years. So like, you know, from your view, what noticeable changes in employee demographics or hiring trends has your team team? It has your team seen, sorry. Um, and how has Works Platform catered to these shifts? You know, like you are growing alongside. I'd love to sort of understand, you know, how you've seen it evolve. 
Yeah. So, you know, our, our, our true end, end customers are HR leaders. So I want to answer this in two different ways. Our, our end customers are HR leaders within these companies, right? Mm-hmm. But I think your question was specifically about their employees. But for our end customers, I think it is understanding what, what I've seen over the last four plus years is their needs evolve from very standard basic needs when the industry was starting to now they are truly from enterprise to mom and pops expecting the best in class experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that's in other areas, but we mainly deal in, in, fi- in HR area, but I'm sure it's the same for finance. I'm sure it's the same for procurement, yada, yada, yada. But back to your, your question around what are our, our customers, you know, employees, demographics, how are those changing, changing about how do we um, serve our customers? And I think the biggest thing is two big things, the turnover that we faced we continue to face in the industry. How do we help help with that? Um, but then also, you know, the mixture of gig workers, um, part-time workers may, may not fall within the gig definition. It is allowing our, our customers to have all different types of employees and not get, not become bogged down by state regulations or state rules um, regulating those types of employees. Our platform allows them to just go in there and click a certain type of profile and make sure, you know, it's, I'd like to say it's as easy as, you know, the old info commercials, you know, set it and forget it. Um, and, and we strive to get that way, but most of our business is able to, to do that. Like, Hey, I have a part-time employee working in California, but he's doing overtime on Saturday. Well, that, that, that triggers a whole nother type of payment system right. that, that our platform is able to solve for them. So as the flexibility of our, customers and users, meaning that their employees, um, when their employees are demanding more flexibility, our platform is able to deliver that for them. Yeah, that's amazing. And at the heart of, you know, works, human resources, you know, and human capital manager platform is the tech, right? So what differentiates work services and features from its competitors, right? Like, why do we need a cannabis specific uh, platform like this? Like I, we were talking about, it triggers a different thing, but that's like in every industry. But so why, why cannabis needs like its own? Yeah, well, specifically because of the banking laws, um, you know, companies, big cannabis or sorry, big payroll companies or HCM companies are not able to participate in the cannabis space. So now quickly, that, that's the easiest answer. I'd say that's the foundation of, of the answer. Then you go into cannabis customers, cannabis companies have different needs than any other vertical in the payroll slash HCM world. Um, and that is because this is such a regulated industry. Everybody thinks, oh, sure, it's, you know, you got to get a license. But once you get to the license, that's like the, the green go to light lights up and you can just go as fast and as far as you can or you want to. In reality, these business owners are doing things every day that no other business owner has to do to ensure that they're following every regulation, making sure, you know, whether it's a fully integrated MSO um, or a mom and pop, they're focused so much on just maintaining their license and making sure they're not breaking any rules that how do they go out there and, you know, develop their people and make sure they're investing in the right places for their, for their people. So, so having a company that is built, that was, was built, and is run solely for cannabis allows us to customize the experience for our cannabis cannabis customers. For example, um, early on, you know, there was a ton of, of um, tax questions and challenges in the industry, especially as each state added on, you know, 
each state came on early on, there was, there was no type of, you know, I'd say synergy between what California did, Colorado did, Washington or Oregon. And some states learned from what the earlier states did. Other states said, screw it. I'm just going to go do whatever I want to. Right. And I think we, we, we've seen how some of those challenges have, um, have faced those states in doing so. But again, back, back to your original question, over six plus years of experience in cannabis has allowed us to, you know, you see the, the hat behind me. Um, it's a Smokey the Bear hat. And, and I ask um, my team from all of our learnings over the six plus years is we're out there trying to prevent our customers from getting into any type of situation or any type of mistake, whether it's taxes, whether it's compliance, whether it's banking, we're, we're there to keep them out of trouble in those troubled areas and then provide, allow them to provide unbelievable experiences for their, for their uh, employees. I love it. Um, and, you know, it's very interesting time right now. Um, you know, we're in the middle of the quote unquote great resignation um, and it's hit almost every industry, you know, with workers quitting at record rates. However, the cannabis industry is hit, you know, has had record hiring, right? There's a hiring spree. So from a hiring perspective, which sectors have you seen the most growth as you're seeing in people being added to payroll platforms? And also, you know, from your seat, what factors do you think have encouraged workers either remain in cannabis or transition industry from main street sectors? What, what do you think is, you know, driving the excitement here? Yeah, so, and by the way, we look at, da- I love data and I look at the data every month to see which states are changing, as far as up or down in employment accounts, which, which market? So is it a MSO? Is it a mid-market? Is it small business? Where, where are those trends truly happening? But regarding great resignation, I think part of the challenge that the cannabis industry has right now is, you know, early on people wanted to get on, get into the business because they were enthusiasts and, you know, just understand the benefits of this amazing flower, this amazing plant. Um, but then now as it evolved, different types of people are coming into the industry. But what the industry has been from the beginning and will be for quite some time is an incredibly fast-growing industry that takes a ton of flexibility and endurance to, to operate in. Um, and it doesn't matter what, what level you are, if you're a brand, you know, frontline worker to an executive, um, this is a startup industry um, in a way that we're, we're, we're six, you know, we're multiple years plus into this industry, but it still acts like a startup industry by the way it requires you to be flexible while, while it requires you work in all different directions, right? This industry is going to evolve continuously, I think, for the next five to 15, 20 years. So to think that this is just a normal industry that just changes a little bit, I mean, we're not the cruise ship going from Miami to the Bahamas. We're the, the kids out in front of it on jet skis doing donuts, you know, trying to get the attention to, to people up on the cruise ship. So if you're looking for that type of environment, this industry is for you. If not, if you're looking to be on the cruise ship, you know, there's many other industries that can, that can service that need. So um, I think the, the more we can communicate what it really is like in this industry, I think the retention rates will continue to, to, to skyrocket um, or, or to grow. And, and I talked to a lot of our customers about this because every one of our customers is concerned about it, right? And, and, and then back to you know, the second part of your question is, how do we, you know, what are we seeing as far as different demographics coming into this, this industry? I would say over the last four years, what I've been impressed is people from all different areas jumping in. 
right? And that's what we need. We need diversity. We can't just have, you know, um, cannabis enthusiasts. Um, not that we're at that point anymore, but then we can't just have CPG people coming in. We need a diverse group of folks. We need great supply chain folks. We need great marketing people. We need great PR folks. Um, so it's across the board. And to me, it just, the, the stigma is now well behind us. Um, and, and that allows many more professionals. But again, for me as a, as a supplier, as a software supplier to this industry, with more and more professionals coming in, we've got to continuously step up our game, as I'm sure your agency does, you know, because the expectations only get higher and higher. Absolutely. Like, uh, it, gone are the days where you can just, like, be a body in the room, you know? Like, yeah. now you need, like, true professionalism and expertise. And you also want, you touched on something a few minutes ago about some, like, the compliance, you know, like what sets you apart from, let's say, mainstream provider, like, understanding the nuances and, and the compliance issues. So in like such a new and highly regulated industry, you know, there are many compliance hurdles and they're unique to cannabis. So what do you see like, you know, with these new people coming to the space, what are some of the common friction points you guys see in HR onboarding and the hiring process? And, and how do you guys address that? How do you help them? Yeah, I think, so let's say, you know, a new state coming on and, and you just got your license. Um, uh, we, we see those, we try to coach those customers um, one is how do we help them set up their banking relationships? That's the first biggest compliance hurdle they have to go through. And we're able to guide them through that. We're able to introduce them to banks if they don't already have that. But, you know, that is essential for us and for those, for those SMBs to be able to grow and scale their business. Um, I think that one of the things that I, I continuously talk to our sales and marketing teams is how do we enable these, especially in the small business space, scale to mid-market? Or how do we have the mid-market companies scale into an MSO type um, um, facility? It, it's funny, I, I had a, a small business customer that was with us from, you know, I think six employees to when I talked to them there at 60. And they said, Scott, you know, we're really worried that work um, is able to scale with us. And I kind of laughed and I said, you know, I had a mid-market company ask me the same question that, you know, six months ago when they went from 200 to 300 employees. And I said, I have an MSO who asked, who went from 3000 to 6,000 asked, can we continue to scale with them? So everybody is thinking about that, which is great, but we're the platform that allows us to go out there or allows our customers to go out there and scale, whether you are a small business customer or a, a large enterprise MSO customer. Yeah. And, you know, we know like that every company is looking for amazing talent. You know, it is growing rapidly. You know, you're seeing the doubling of staff. So, you know, with these, um, you know, with this growth, like what do you think um, companies or what do you see that companies that like, really need to um, to offer? Right. Like what are things that are table stakes now um, for uh, for HR, like to retain great client or attract great client? Uh, what's it called? The talent. Yeah, I think it's, so let's talk about the, you know, the, the corporate type roles. I think the more and more these, the, these companies are open to remote workforce, the better, right? right. We're a prime example of that. Pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, you know, 80 plus percentage of our employees were in two of our locations in the U.S. Now, one of those locations we closed down and only a third of our employees are based in our headquarters city in Denver, Colorado. And that, that's, a, that's been a great thing. We've been able to upgrade our talent by going out there and say, great, you live in the upper peninsula of, of Michigan. We don't care. We want your talent. That's great for us, right? Or you live in South Florida. Great. 
here's, here's the role we have offered for you. So that's really allowed us as many different companies allowed us to go out there and do that. The now, now skip out of the corporate level where you're actually, let's speak of dispensaries or grows where you have to be hyper local. It is, it's no different than any other industry. It is focusing in on that culture. Um, right. And that starts from day one from onboarding. Right. I, I was at a launch of um, one of our biggest customers in California recently. And on our first day, the, the Thursday before pr- payroll, we were out there handing out um, swag and, and lunches to all the employees. And, and I was talking to employees, you know, frontline employees that were loading cartridges to, you know, shipping and, and um, supply chain experts, the whole gamut to even the, the board was there on site that day when we were, we were handing things out. And I asked about the onboarding experience um, of work. And then somebody said, yeah, I onboarded with, with this company this week and on and work and both were unbelievable. And what, what they said was it was just the personal touch that that company had given to them. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's a cultivation um, employee in, in, in one of your sites or, you know, the biggest, prettiest, sexiest dispensary you're opening, that employee deserves that experience. And onboarding is the first chance you get to, to drive that brand. The reason we are at that launch for our new customer is we wanted them to know about our brand work when we went live with them first. If we introduce ourselves way down the road, six months, they're going to not going to know the difference between us and what, whoever else they were utilizing. We really wanted our brand out in front of that. And again, I think that's, that goes back down to just hiring that, that employee and what that first day experience is like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've even learned that mistake, for, you know, in our agency it used to just be like, you know, uh, baptism by fire here. And now yeah. we have like a, a whole process. And I think it just sets the tone for having, you know, a well-oiled, uh, happy workforce. So, um, you know, but even like on a macro level, like what specific roles can HR human capital management platforms play to further legitimize the industry as a whole and contribute to longevity? Yeah, I think the data that you pull from the, uh, an HCM system allows you to see the trends and adapt that, that you're seeing. Because maybe you're seeing a different, if you're an MSO, maybe you're seeing a different trend out of your California sites than you are out of your Michigan sites, right? right? So I think the, the way that our customers utilize our data, and we're, we're trying to make that easier and, and deeper than it ever has been, um, but the way they utilize that, they will have a competitive advantage um, for sure against anybody that's trying to come up against them. Uh, you're totally right. Um, and, you know, even, you know, to wrap up, you know, we got a couple more questions. What's next for work in 2022? You know, last year was a wild year across the, across, you know, like we said, talk about the great resignation, a, a lot happening in hiring. What's next for you guys? And how are you guys, you know, thinking of the future? Yeah, I think for us, we have uh, great integrations coming in um, to the cannabis world. While we have some of the best integrations that already operate in cannabis, I think you'll see new integrations coming in um, that have never been brought to, to cannabis. So stay tuned for that. Um, I hired my, my COO, uh, Deborah Senneman, and she comes from 20 plus years in the payroll experience. And she's like, hey, have you talked to this partner? I said, no, we haven't. Hey, have you talked to this partner? And finally, I'm like, quit asking me that. Let's just go talk to them. Um, so we're going to bring in um, exciting partnerships and integrations that the industry deserves. Um, and at the same time, our integrations are going to drive efficiencies, so lower cost for, for, for our customers. For example, we just launched recently um, in calendar Q4, we launched um, MEP programs. So 
management um, employee programs for 401ks. What that does is offer a better return, right? Think of managed groups. So a larger group of people can join in. It lowers the cost for the employee and for the customer, um, as well as gives the employee a more diverse opportunity of, of investment in their 401k uh, portfolio. So bringing in products like that. Amazing. Yeah, that's it, great. It's going to really not help us. Available to us. Correct. I mean, 401k, you know, just happened in the last few years. So, so that those kind of steps of evolution will have, but again, I want to bring in disruptive integrations that, that, that we have lined up. And again, we'll, we'll announce those as we come throughout our year. Um, and then I'm, I'm so excited to see how we continue to grow um, our knowledge base here at work and bring on even more exciting, or I'm more excited about the, the employees we're going to bring on in the new year because the folks we brought into our, our work family last year have made us so much better. And I know 2022 is going to bring even better talent for us and for the industry. You know, one of the things I, I tell folks, I, I meet with every one of our new hires after their, their first full month of being at, at the company. And I tell them, I said, hey, make sure you take off your rose-colored glasses. Um, and they're like, what, what do you mean? I said, I don't want you to start believing everything you hear at work. I want you to be super critical of everything that we do. I want you to look at every process, every step, every customer interaction with a, a critical eye because that's how we get better. We hired you, Rosie, because not because you're wearing a beautiful sweater and you got a great office. We hired you because you're a badass at what you do and we want you to make us better. Thank you. We appreciate that. But no, I, I love that sentiment. Um, and, and that's like how you like encourage, you know, a, a workforce or people. And I think like that positivity is something that can like uh, permeate the entire industry. Um, and then in turn the industry for last question, what excites you most about the U.S. or maybe the international cannabis sector of the next year, even not related to work? Like, what are you seeing, you know, from all the conversations you're having with, you know, all the customers that touch the entire supply chain? Yeah, there's two things. One, the more states that come on and become have some form of legalization, that's just great. I mean, I think how we can, how this plant can help people around the, the country and around the world is, is just unbelievable. And I'm so proud to be a part of this, this industry because of that. The second is the innovation. Right? We, we hear a lot of talk, especially in California, but in other areas about how the illicit market um, continues to, to pose challenges to the legal market. Um, I'm excited about innovation at the product level, innovation at the, the retail le level, innovation at the human capital management level, right? Um, but the way we're going to make this industry grow and become, reach its fullest of its potential is through innovation. You know, I listened to your podcast with Kim um, right after it came out and, you know, hearing the, the, her talk about innovation, hearing her talk about the industry you know, it's not much different than what you heard me say today. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's, that's reassuring to me um, as a leader in this industry. But um, I think it is, we need to get more people excited about innovation and we need to keep really pushing our, our product teams, whether you're, you know, a manufacturer um, or whether you're, you're a grower or whether you do the fully verticalized integrated um, system, innovation is going to help us get to where we want to be much faster and much easily, much more easy than than the alternate path. I could not agree with you more, uh, Scott. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, it was great chatting with you. Excited to see you. 
what happens with work in 22 and hopefully you'll come back and uh, talk about some some trends and some data at the end of the year with us. Perfect. Hey, Rosie, thanks for the time today.